Welcome to the Release Your Blocks podcast. I am your host, Victoria Bond. I am a spiritual empowerment coach. I help teach others to show up to their potency so they can fulfill their mission here on earth. I'm so glad you are here. And if you are interested in becoming a medium, if you're interested in becoming a life coach, or if you're interested in shifting your life from the 3D to live more in the 5D reality, then check me out, book a clarity call, and let's get chatting. Hey everyone, I'm Victoria, and this is Melissa Mills. Thank you for being here. Hey Melissa, how are you going? I'm good, babes. I'm really looking forward to this conversation and where we're going to go, right? I feel like you and I, we're both mediums here in New Zealand. Our paths have collided and it's like coming to this beautiful vortex that we're going to create. Yeah, it's so funny. We're just like cracking up because we're so similar. We're just talking about how we both talked to Michael Jackson. We, um, You've got three kids. I've got two. Um, you are currently still in lockdown in Auckland and um, yeah, it's been a crazy freaking year. So both psychic mediums, both um, entrepreneurs as well. So we, we both help people um, to, to shine to their greatest kind of, I want to say like consciousness, like to expand. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that came from you. I just projected that from, from you. <laughs> <laughs> So um, amazing, amazing. Can I ask you a question? When was the first time that you realized or acknowledged or, you know, kind of became aware that you were a psychic medium? I was in denial for a very, very, very long time. And I think this is so potent for everyone to kind of know that I think a lot of us get in denial, <laughs> right? We're like, no, I don't have these gifts. I'm, I'm not any different. So for me, I grew up as an only child. So I had imaginary friends all the time, all the time, because who else was I going to play with? Now I know, of course, that's spirit. But the first time I kind of semi-acknowledged, I was 18 years old. I was studying to be a primary school teacher. And one of my friends read for me in the uni library. She pulled out these oracle cards and she was like reading it. And I'm like, I didn't even know what oracle cards and tarot cards were. I was, you know, born and raised in the Catholic kind of religion. So, <laughs> yeah, a lot of us have gone there, right? So it wasn't something that was in my realm. Like I didn't know what a psychic was, definitely didn't know what a medium was. So when she said all this stuff to me, I was like, how do you know this? Like, Who's telling you? <laughs> How have you searched this about me? Right. And she keeps saying, you need to do this. You, you're a medium. And I was like, mm -mm. oh, no, 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 no. This is this is not my path at all. And um, yeah, I was in the closet for probably a good, I'm trying to think, I'm not the best with maths. I was 25 when I first started out as a psychic medium doing readings in my dining room table, seven months pregnant. Wow. So it took me a good maybe seven years to come out of the closet. I love that you were pregnant. Was that with your first child? My second. Your second, so okay. So I was a Yeah, I was a primary school teacher. So the reason I even started this was because I was on a fixed-term contract, pregnant, no job to go to. So I was like, well, everyone keeps telling me that I'm supposed to do this. I'd gone to a fair few psychics because I was like, let's just double check. Every yeah. single one of them was like, you need to do this. You need to do this. And I was like, what the hell? Like I wanted to be the next Britney Spears. Like I had no <laughs> dream of, of being a psychic medium. So yeah, seven months pregnant. I was like, what else am I going to do? This was only ever supposed to be a hobby. And nine years later, here oh, I am. Oh my God. And it's so funny because with my first daughter, um, I wasn't even like aware, like I didn't know what psychic mediums were, but it was kind of like stay away from them. And it was in yeah. our family. So like my great grandmother was a psychic medium, but it was kind of like given up to the church, not spoken about. We just knew the little secret stories that we weren't really allowed to tell people. Um, but it was really funny because when I was pregnant with my second child, <laughs> James Bond, <laughs> the most funniest thing happened was I was literally woken up. This was six years ago. 
and I was like literally like spirit was coming to me I thought I was going crazy it's like he woke me up so I think this is really amazing for people that are listening to this mine my second is a boy I think you have boys don't you I have a girl and then a boy oh yeah so I have girl boy girl yeah maybe it's a boy like awakening energy or something Uh, so well he's yeah yeah he, he's dynamite he's amazing my little boy and he's I feel like he saved my life even though it was so hard because an awakening I don't know about for you but it wasn't easy for me it was like I felt I thought I was it was like I had a choice to live or die now that sounds very dramatic I do things pretty dramatically I'm a three five projector so I'm like kind of like smash into walls and learn <laughs> um, but I was like do I drop all this guilt and all this conditioning of what the hell I'm supposed to be as this good little Catholic girl? Cause I don't really want to go to church or I don't really want to put these rules and stuff on my children. Or do I embrace this, this gift that I knew that was there that I hadn't yet tapped into. So it sounds like you had the same type of knowing that you're a medium before you were even a medium. Yeah. And you know what, for me as well, like you think nine years ago, it was 2012. So I opened the doors. This is so like goosebumpy. I opened the doors to Melissa Mills HQ, as I call it, September 12th, 2012. Now I had no idea, but my my favorite uncle in the whole wide world, who as my step uncle was murdered by Somalian pirates when I was 11 years old. And that was my first kind of taste of mediums is because his body was never found. We had mediums tell us what happened. And every single medium all around the world has said the same thing. Now, I never remembered his date of passing or anything like that, but I opened the doors on his anniversary of passing. And so it was kind of like I was that wave of that 2012 lightworkers and my uncle Alan was the one really encouraging me to do this work but I had no one who looked like me I was 25 you know Tyler Henry hadn't come out yet there was nobody Tyler Henry wasn't even born then (laughs) he was he was (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's like everyone was you know it seems crazy because you know I'm 34 now but it's like everyone was like 40 or 50 or 60 and I was like who's going to take me seriously well, a different paradigm though right it was like you're a psychic medium and there's rules with this and this is what's happening with the world now is we're shifting these paradigms and this is why i've got magnificent mediumship i know you work with people and work with their abilities we do this as coaches we're psychic medium coaches for goodness sakes and that's because the best of both worlds with us yeah exactly because we can see your patterns and your conditioning and move it anyway but it's i find it really really fascinating because we had an interesting point of view that if you were a psychic medium, it's because you saw dead people from the time you were like a baby. Now that is true, but it's not as it seems. No, exactly. It's not like, I don't predominantly see, I don't know what's your strongest sense, but I am mostly clear audience, which means that I hear all the time. I'm so not, not all the time. I switch it off. But so for me, I'm like, no, I don't want to hear things all the time, but that's how it works for me. And I'm hearing voices or it's my own voice. That's not, is that's not my voice. And so that's predominantly how I work. So I would love to be like, yeah, I'm at the supermarket and I see dead people everywhere, but I'm like, that would scare the bejesus out of me. <laughs> but yeah. So, Yeah, it's not, I think people have this real misunderstanding because of movies like, um, what's that really scary movie? I can't bring to like watch it where it's like. Like The Exorcist? No, but it's (laughs) the baby's in the cot and then there's like things like spirit moving and, oh, you know, like those kinds of movies. I'm like, that's not what mediumship is. No. And I mean, there is a, there is different sides to it. There's a darker side, like everything in life, but I know um, for me, with you just saying that, what's really interesting, what I want to share with everyone who's listening to this is when you have got mind chatter, when you are like going, Oh, I'm so busy in my head type of thing like that. A lot of the time it's spirit trying to communicate with you because you've got this, I want to say underlying gift. And I say underlying because it's like it's uh, you haven't brought it out to be seen yet. And I, well, I was having my breakdown because I, when I was pregnant, I had this this girl Emma coming through to me who um, 
I went to school with and she had passed away. And I quite often have people coming through and like thoughts or all of a sudden you just visually can see them in your head and you're like, oh, that granddad died 20 years ago. I can see him bright as day or somebody else's grandma or whatever. And you just have this or you have a feeling of, oh, I feel so much love for you right now. And you're like, that's not even my feeling. Oh, my God, it's like a grandma. And then the thing is, we never ask those questions. Whose voices are these? What am I actually feeling? What am I actually seeing? Why am I seeing this? Who does this actually belong to? And when you start asking those questions, um, and like I, like you said, you're clear audience, I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm all the things. It depends. But you will be. You will be mm. all the things. But you'll have one sense. Um, I call them the clear senses, which, you know, that's what they are. You'll have one sense that is stronger right? So of course, I can see things in my mind, I can feel it, we can, um, of course, when we work with mediumship, it's more evidential. So we don't work with clear cognience, which is the knowing in mediumship, we work with, you know, the clear scent and the clear cognate, um, the clear gustiance as well, we work with those. So you'll have one that's like your comfort zone. So for me, if I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'll just, I'll just clear audient it because that's like my comfort. But we do, we have all the skills. And I also want to say, and I'm sure you believe the same thing is everybody's a medium. Uh-huh. And it's like, sometimes we get held on this pedestal mm-hmm. and it's like, no, everybody is a medium. We all have that ability to channel. And sometimes that will come out when we do have someone cross over that kind of pour- what all gets opened up and we go is there is there something on the other side like and that's when it opens up and I'm sure you've had the same where let's say I have two sisters and their father has passed away one sister will be like I see dad all the time and then the other sister will be like I don't see dad he mustn't be with me and I'm like but you have all these other senses and not like, we can't be like this, the sense of seeing is like the most important one. And if you can see that, you know, you're, you're the greatest thing. It's like, no, there's also like smelling them and, uh, you know, feeling them. That's just as important and significant. And so we have to kind of figure out what's like our best way of feeling and working with spirit and I always bring it back to how do you learn, right? What kind uh-huh. of learner are you? Yeah. Are you visual? Are you tactile? Are you an audio learner? So for me, I, <laughs> I'm an audio. Like I've always got music cranking and all the things. And uh, so what's your learning style? Because mm-hmm. that's going to be the greatest indicator of how spirit communicates with you. So it cracks me up because my sister is clear audience. She's a medium. She's um I've read that about you've got a sister that's a medium as well. Both of them actually are. I've got two brothers and two sisters. Um one sister pardon. I said your parents were a bit busy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so my sister's clear audience and she actually does voice readings like recordings and sends them wow. to people so that actually makes sense. Um, I'm not interested in doing that. I'm interested. I use cards mainly because I think people like the visual. I don't need cards, obviously, but um, I use cards and I'm very, very visual. I like to see people when I'm doing like podcasts or interviews. I like to see it. Um, I don't want to just hear it. Um, so I'm very, very, um, I suppose, you know, visual, but I do use my other senses. And then my other sister is actually clairvoyant. So what she does wow. is a little bit scary and she hasn't really, really stepped into it yet. Um, she's a bit, quite a bit younger than me, but what she does is she sees with her eyes. So she'll be lying in bed. This is a bit creepy. Oh. <laughs> so she's lying in bed and she'll be like, oh my God. And she'll just put the blankets over her head and she's going like, fuck off fuck off fuck off because she can actually see like three men standing in front of her she might not be able to see them from like I don't know the waist down but she can see them with her eyes so not even in her mind's eye with her eyes and I'm just like and me and my other sister are like damn like do you know how cool that is and she's like it is really scary. And you see that, of course, I have to talk to her about boundaries and teach her all the things. But my other brother is just starting to, he's 29, and he's just starting to tap into like, oh my goodness, I got this message from granddad. Granddad said this, and this is what happened here. And this is what's going on in the family. So he's different. He just gets like direct messages. And then yeah. I've got another brother and he's like 20. So he's he isn't really kind of opened 
up into that as much. And I think it's kind of interesting that we think that you're a medium if you're a medium. But the coolest thing is, is everyone can be taught how to work underneath a car or to become a waitress or to read or write or whatever it is. But not everyone is interested in doing that. And I think that's a difference with us as we were interested. We were told you had a gift. Then we got an energy. I don't know about you, but I got an energy of like, damn it, I can't bloody ignore it. <laughs> I just got shoved into it. I was like, spirit was like, yes, she's doing it. Here you go. Here's the floodgates of the client. And, you know, I've been doing live events and all sorts of things with mediumship. I've been really passionate about it. I've even brought, you know, like spirit hugs to New Zealand and, you know, oh, all sorts. I remember that. Yeah. And um, singing like your sister would make shows so much easier, <laughs> so much easier, right? But um, when you're doing, you know, live events and you're standing there and you've got, I've got this person, who do they belong to? If you really have that heightened sense of sight, it makes doing live events a gazillion times. Oh, easier. we should so do, since we're both in New Zealand, we should so do a live event together. Oh, yeah. I have never done a live event. I do Facebook lives all the time and, and do readings for my groups and stuff, but um, I've never had I've always seen my everyone says that right I see myself on a stage <laughs> I, I, well, get that. I was gonna be the next Britney Spears Hannah, so I've been seeing myself on a stage ever since I was like <laughs> very I, I, young <laughs> I should have been a bloody actress I tell you that now I, I feel you maybe we were just given this so we could actually go and do our lives at work but we should definitely one day next year do a live event, I reckon, like a meet halfway in, <laughs> in Hamilton. <laughs> Make it happen, yeah. I'm always up for it, for a holiday and things. But I, yeah, I want to just say it's like, it's a journey and it's not a straightforward journey. And working with spirit takes, it takes effort. I truly always say to people that our loved ones are communicating with us all the time all the time and it's actually up to us to develop or actually remember mm -hmm. our own mediumship ability because throughout the ages if we look back at ancient civilizations mediumship is something we did all the time like it wasn't even something that we you know did a big hoo-ha about it was just what we did we celebrated the dead we communicated with them we asked for their guidance and all of that and somewhere along the way in medieval times and religion kind of came in and it saw how powerful it is to communicate with the other side right because it connects us to the greatest force in the universe which is love mm -hmm. and so to in order to kind of be able to manipulate the folks all of what we do got deemed evil and bad and all of that kind of stuff that we've forgotten. We've forgotten how to tap into these natural skills that we have. And people like you and I, who are true, you know, trailblazers and innovatives and all the things that we are, we're just waking people up to, to what they have always been able to do. And we're bringing it. And I feel like this is why I started so young was because it's like, I'm just your average kind of girl who yeah. loves uh, pink clothes, stilettos, and all, you know, like all the, all the pretty things. I don't have a crystal ball. And it's like, we, you and I, we're bringing it to the modern people. And they go, oh, well, this is what it is. Oh, I've been doing this my whole life. It's yeah. Like, and you have. Going into the crystal shop. I used to go into the crystal shop. I love the crystal ball in, in Thames. I used to always go in there. But I remember going in there and being like, oh, can she read my mind? Oh, when I was like 23, <laughs> it started happening. And I was like, oh, better put those rosary beads in my pocket. Better, you know, I, I, I put crystals in my pocket now, but I put rosary beads in there. And I was always told crystals are bad. Pendulums are really bad. Um, all of that type of stuff. And then now it's funny because we, we have to have those experiences. And that's probably why we were brought up the way we were to know how other people think. So people will look at me strange. Sometimes I'm like, what? And they're like, I'm just, I'm a little bit scared that you're going to be reading my head. And I go, I can't be bothered reading your head. Unless we do like a, like I, I'm very good at doing that. So I'm very open um, in human design and I'm a projector. So I dive into people's auras and I can see the things that they can do and to improve. I don't tell them their future. 
I want to make that very, very clear. I don't tell people their future. I can tell them possibilities, but I make it very clear. So we're actually cleaning up the mediumship paradigm of going into like the crystal shop was great. But another example is going in somewhere where, you know, on TV, you notice the, the crystal ball and then it's like. And then the mist comes out. And, and it smells like mothballs <laughs> over there. And then, you know, $20 and there's a snake and like, no, I used to, I remember screaming when I was about five years old. I couldn't sleep. And my mom's like, Victoria, I'm watching a scary movie. I was like, it's okay. And all of a sudden, all I saw was a crystal ball and this witch. And I started screaming and screaming and screaming and hiding. I was like five years old and <laughs> I was traumatized. And like, no wonder I had programming and I thought I would go to hell if I ever dabbled. Like, so now we can come here and say, what fears do you guys have? Like, what patterns do you have? What is the conditioning that you have about what a medium is, what a channel is? Because like you said, Melissa, we are channeling all the time. All the time. And, you know, it's a, is it kind of feeling like, oh, this person, I'm thinking of this person and they ring me. Guess what? You're a channeler, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's just how it works. Um, oh, I get a feeling that I need to go this way or, oh, I'm going to buy this or, you know, it's like we're channeling all the time whether we realize it or not. We're not just human, we're energy. It's like you feel like a friend's a little bit off with you or something's happening and you're like, what is, what is happening here? There's something weird going on with that person or whatever. Um, like we feel, I actually feel like I'm stronger at that than I am with actual physical communi communication. I think this may be like a 5D, 3D thing as well. Like, yeah, and um, definitely with the shift that's happening right now in consciousness. Yeah. And what I feel our roles are is we're liberating the, the earth. We're liberating people to realize that this is such a natural part. And actually, it's the most useful tool to have to live the life that you want. And it's kind of like your spiritual team, your loved ones, or your guides and everybody, they're just twiddling their thumbs going, when are you going to ask me to help you? And I'm like, I'm just standing there waiting for you to give me a job or to guide you. And it's like, you've got all this support that you're not using and utilizing when you're not tapping into, into this realm. And it's kind of like, such a wasted uh, support system, right? That we that we have that we get to do life here on the physical, but that we're so multidimensional and multifaceted that we get to have the the support of the beyond as well. It's like the best of both worlds. So, oh, I know you and I could talk about this. And it's, it's, it's all about receiving, though. Like everything that I've learned for myself personally, is it's all about receiving. If you uh, find it very, very hard to receive a coffee from somebody, like let's put this into kind of, you know, like an actual example, um, or compliment. receive a compliment. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like you look so beautiful. And I was actually just thinking before, did I tell her she looks really, really beautiful? Because you do. <laughs> I said it energetically now. <laughs> um, but when you say you look beautiful and you go, oh yeah, this old thing, you know, like. Yeah. You oh, do I? Oh, oh, and that's actually like refusing you're actually um discounting that other person because you're not allowing them to give their love which is actually a contribution so it's really about giving and receiving and I, that's the same with spirit right like and this is where what i teach in magnificent mediumship and i'm sure you teach this as well melissa about boundaries i'm not gonna let someone wake me up at three o'clock in the morning like if my daughter's like mommy 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 i want to tell you about this i'd be like no go back to bed, <laughs> like tell me in the morning or if a friend turned up drunk and they want to just have a chat at one o'clock in the morning, my phone is off or I'm going to tell them to go away because I'm sleeping. So why would I let spirit come yeah. in and bombard me? And what we need to understand is it's not spirit's fault. It's our fault for not yeah. having boundaries with the humans, not receiving the compliments or receiving the love. So if we can't receive from humans, then we can't receive from spirit. If we can't have boundaries with with people around us and we've got we're buying into drama and trauma and shame and yada yada yada, then the same thing is going to happen with spirit because we are spirit. We just happen to have a body. Yeah. And also it's like um the boundaries is so vital. And I'm glad that you teach this in your program. And this is something that I've always taught all of my students as well. I don't really teach 
mediumship and all that kind of stuff anymore. I don't do readings. Um, that's something that I've decided, you know, my role now is really to step into awakening uh, women. I'm really into women empowerment where we weave in all the stuff, but boundaries with spirit also includes your um, emotional response as well. Like if you fear it, guess what? Yes, you're going to attract those, um, oh, I don't even know what they're called, entities and all of that kind of stuff because you're lowering, lowering your vibration and your frequency. So of course you're going to get like, spirits that are going to drain you like you said there and we have to realize i call them attachment light in the dark exactly Mm -hmm. there's attachments or if you're around someone who's really negative or really gossipy their attachments are going to come on you as well so your energy is something that you really need to have strong boundaries on as well and i switch off like spirit knows when i'm working i'm working you and give me all the things but when I'm not I'm Netflixing and chilling and and yeah. you know getting a manicure and all the things like it's yeah you, know, it, you have to have the boundaries and what's that oh sorry you just froze for a second I think it's um really important as well like the boundaries is 100% the first thing I teach in magnificent mediumship is for, first of all cleaning yourself up clean yeah. out clean your house, clean your body, clean, <laughs> clean your car. I've like literally got a whole module on cleaning. Um, and then it's like, and cleaning your energy mostly. And then it goes into boundaries because people go, oh my God, I got a sign at four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, not acceptable. Cause I'm very kind of like, I'm a Virgo. I'm a projector. I'm very much like, this is the way I'm very open and how to read and consciousness because I don't believe there's any one way. But on the other thing, I'm very, very kind of strict on, um, boundaries and energy and also knowing what I'm available for exactly because it's just not okay um, for spirit or for human beings to manipulate or to take advantage of and so I'm very very particular about who I um, collaborate with now extremely extremely um, and also trusting my gut and so I'm saying this so you guys can understand it as well and I'm sure Melissa this is huge for you is trusting my very own gut and knowing exactly of someone smiling in front of you going I love you so much you're my best friend and you're like I feel like you're lying then they're fucking lying (laughs) it's being able to use our own level of discernment especially with Mm. everything that's kind of going on and with the added Um, vibration of the lower energies right now doing this work and really fine-tuning your own intuition and your own channeling ability is actually really crucial in the earth's ascension and the sooner we get more people into this the sooner we can live that beautiful world that we all envision of the peace and the harmony and everyone earning money doing what they love and our children being schooled in a way which is so um, delicious to their own gifts and abilities. Like we've all seen that. We all desire it in our heart. So the way that we're going to do that is to not buy in with what's going on on the outside and, and all the things is actually go inside and go, what's my truth? What is my truth? What is my gut telling me? What am I really feeling? And when you have that, it opens up such a different view of the world. Like the way I see the world is so beautiful. It's thriving. I get to connect people with, you know, with people like you and have delicious conversations and be inspired and empowered. That's my reality. And what brings you joy? That that there brings you joy. So it's an orgasmic energy that we've been shamed not to feel because mm-hmm. you can't be a selfish bitch and be too happy when there's poverty down the road. You cannot yeah. be a selfish bitch and have a new car or a new lipstick or a new hat or whatever it is. Um, when there's people like maybe your sister who doesn't have enough food, like, you know, I mean, we make sure our sisters have enough food, but you know, I don't have any siblings. I've got two, you can have one of them. <laughs> Uh, but it's kind of it's like how we think that we've got to fit into everybody else's reality to commiserate but then the interesting thing is people get triggered when we're like life can be great they're like no yeah (laughs) but babes 
our role is to show others what can be done, right? How can we help those that are suffering, that are in poverty? If we keep ourselves in that paradigm too, how the fuck do we shift it? How do we truly elevate the earth if we have these innate gifts? And this is for everybody. Everybody has a purpose right now. Mm-hmm. And your purpose in this world is to elevate it, to add your sacred medicine and, and how you add love and joy and abundance in the world. And if we keep ourselves small, no one wins. No one wins. This world just doesn't evolve. This world doesn't get better. So of course, we're going to show you what is available. Mm -hmm. And instead of being triggered by it, right? Go, wow, the universe is showing me the kind of abundance that I can have as well, right? So it's like, if you're someone who's trying to get pregnant and you see pregnant women or everywhere, instead of saying, oh, bitch, she's having a baby and I'm not and blah, 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 though I'm totally done with children. So that's not me. I'm like, shop (laughs) is closed, playground open, but the shop's closed. But it's like, um, instead go, thank you universe for showing me that this is available for me too, right? So if you see somebody that's making lots of money, instead of being like, they're a greedy bitch or there's, you know, like whatever, it's like, wow, Look at them earning the money, doing what they love. That's available for me too. Yeah. But people don't know this. Like I had to be taught this. So, because I used to live in a lot of bitterness because I'm a projector and that's my not self theme. And um, I find it really, really interesting now because it's like, I know that any reaction or, you know, what, whatever comes up from creating actions, like whatever patterns are revealed with actions and reactions. So what I actually do with my coaching is I know that I'm going to trigger people and it's not because I'm poking them or trying to hurt them, but I know that they sit there. It's what we do. Yeah. It's the energy because we can read energy, of course. And everyone, that's the thing. Everyone can, but we know we can. So it's just different energy. So then like, it's really interesting because then I say to people, can you see what pattern this is? If you can pick the pattern and go, well, I've had this same pattern with friend after friend after friend after friend, or every time I see that pregnant person, pregnant person, pregnant person, I start thinking this drama seems to be me, not necessarily everybody else. Okay, so rather than going into judgment and shaming and blaming myself, then what is this pattern? Where did it come from? And am I ready to release it? Like there's okay. basics of what life coaching right there. <laughs> I feel like, you know, with what we do, because we have the energetics within it, and I'm sure you, you do this as well, is you, like I said, you get a two for one deal because not only are we <laughs> able to see where it is and where it's coming from, we get to help you release it, right? And I really believe that no one heals you, you heal yourself. We just create the space. We create the vortex for you to be able to take yourself through it. We create the energy that is required for this to be transmuted back with love into the universe. So it is amazing to be um, a coach and a mentor in this time of earth's ascension, especially with us bringing in our skills of the energetics and the, all the stuff that we have in, in our years and years and lifetime and lifetime of mastery to be able to bring this now. And I love it. I'm sure you do. And it's like, you just see that client and you're like, I'm going to just push you a little bit. And I always say like, I'm not available for your limitations. Like you've got enough people cheering you on for that. I'm like, it's so good. I like that. You work with me. I'm like, no, you, you, I'm not available for your pity party, but I am available for your greatness. Should we go there? Like, let's go there instead. So I um, I feel that it's probably like a Brene Brown thing. She always talks about being in the ring. So which ring are you in? Are you in the ring for your limitations or are you in your in the ring for your possibilities? Yeah, I, I was watching um, Wentworth. I love Wentworth. And I was like, um, the psychologist was like, you've got two wolves inside you. And, you know, you've got the, the bad wolf and the good wolf or whatever. And it's like, but which one are you going to right? What's that? I'm, I'm, but we all have that. We yeah. all have that. The, the good and the bad it's like exactly. who you surround yourself with is going to be what part of you is brought out more so you wow. know we're all we're all <laughs> we've all had thoughts 
thoughts about killing somebody. We've all had thoughts about committing fraud and what have you. Like we've all got those thoughts. It's just whether or not we're surrounded by the people who are going to bring that out in us. That's why who you surround yourself with physically and spiritually, energetically is so important because they're either going to be enabling you to keep playing small, live your crappy life, right? And that's just not what I'm available for. Or you can be surrounded by people who are the true amazing human beings that are serving this planet, adding so much joy, so much passion, so much unity and making this world thriving. Mm -hmm. If you're around those people, what do you think is going to happen? Right? Yeah, well, they're not going to like you you turn up and you start bitching and moaning about your husband. They're going to go, this is dumb. Like, can we we talk about consciousness? No, I mean, I mean, and saying like, just to reframe that a little bit, it doesn't mean you can't have off days. It doesn't mean that you can't like, like as entrepreneurs as well. And, and, and spiritual mediums, we, we lean on each other to support each other. Like I'm having a catch up with a friend today and we're going to be like, chatting and we might I might need to support her and she might need you know what I mean like it's really really interesting but this is a wounding and I'm glad you brought this up because the wounding of the broke spiritual Ugh, even I'm not available for that anymore how many people have you seen and I've seen this my whole life because I've been an observer my whole life is seeing people that are in conarch relationships but I love him you know, and it doesn't matter if he's if he's hitting you or not. I mean, at the end of the day, that's just hitting on you or whatever. Or yeah, like the manipulation from having somebody who's who's wounded or maybe you know narc where they've got some pretty bad stuff going on. Whatever, there's both. Um, having that and going, but I see their true heart and I love them. Like this is what we call the wounded empath type of thing. It's like if you have loose boundaries and you allow that crap into your life, and I'm sure most people have had this. I've actually We've been, all done it. I've yeah. done it. Yeah, I, I, actually, I have too, and I've been with my husband for 20 years, but I dated a couple of people when we broke up. <laughs> and I, I have, uh, all three of my children have uh, a different baby daddy. So um, yeah, I've done my fair share of that. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, because um, being more on that co-dependent, like the, when, the more we kind of like, um, I would say, you know, anyone that's in my reality, is more on the codependence um, scale. So I'm not, don't mean codependent as in like we are codependent and we need people, but there's either, you're either more co or you're more narc, right? So I don't get along with narcissists because I'm like, hmm, I don't like, there's nothing wrong with narcissists. It depends on where you are on the scale, of course, with the conditioning. But if I find it really fascinating that like the energy is completely different. So that's why we get all these light workers that are broke that are like broken that give themselves up because they see the heart of the person that their abuser or or whatever just to be extreme so I'm just hoping I'm trying to explain to people like if you feel like you're a person who obviously safety comes first but if you feel like that you're a person who has these gifts and you've got this huge heart and you love the person even though the people surrounding you are scummy or on drugs or like uh, are doing stuff that is not of the highest vibration then you need to really have it check into yourself and see what is it I'm really wanting to be in this world and am I being a contribution? Am I being the version of me that I know is to be true? Because we all have light and dark. It's just what you exactly. kind of choose. Yeah. And it's interesting as well that you mentioned about the spiritual poverty. This is something that I know both you and I are really passionate about. Because back in the day, the community supported the, the, the spiritual person, whether it was the priest or whether it was the shaman or the Indian chief, whatever. They were looked after by the tribe. And so there was no need to earn money, right? But if you are a human being right here, right now on this earth, and you say, I don't like money, I don't need money, then you're kidding yourself because you've come into a reality on earth where money is a vibrational exchange. It is divine compensation for the level of service you are bringing the world. And the thing is, a lot of spiritual practitioners charge peanuts for Mm -hmm. their work. Peanuts, like, and I 
can say that because I started at $20 an hour for a one hour reading, right? Which is ridiculous because I'm like, I don't, I make way more money than that now. But it's like, um, that's, that's still what some people are charging. And I'm like, where's the energy exchange for what you're doing? And I used to have so many people that would like on Facebook groups say, I'm looking for a psychic medium. Um, but not Melissa Mills prices. And I used to be like, I used to be so <gasps> oh my God, they were like, I'd be like, oh my God. I was like, oh my God. But I'm so glad because I was setting a benchmark yeah. that actually what I do gets to be rewarded abundantly, mm-hmm. right? It is a service. It is how I provide for my family. And now we're seeing so many spiritual leaders being multimillionaires, being incredible leaders in this world because they're shifting the paradigm that if you are spiritual, your gift needs to be given away for free. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't, right? And you and I do a lot of free things. We do card readings or, you know, we'll offer scholarships. We'll do all the things, right? Mm-hmm. But there is a divine compensation. And this is the paradigm I really hope that we get to shift is that you are, you have this ability. We all have divine gifts. And that is how we receive abundance, our divine compensation. And so if you are someone starting out, I always say like, okay, what's your starting price going to be? And if it's anything lower than three digits, I'm like, start again. Like, don't offend me, especially if you've trained with me yeah. and you charge like 50 bucks. I'm like, dude, mm. like, that's just not okay. <laughs> that's just not okay. Like it yeah. needs to, it really needs to be a representation because our clients Right. If we charge $20 for a reading or a coaching session or whatever, which I know we don't, but let's just say we do. And we do the most epic session with that person. They can only receive $20 worth of energy exchange. That means we could have done the best session ever, the most transformational thing, the the healing, the inspiration, the transformation they're going to get. It's only going to be $20 worth because that's what they have put into it. So the more you invest in yourself, the more energy you're going to receive. It's an investment, right? I'm sure you are the same. That's why we charge what we do. I literally charge like... I charge four times more than one of the best mediums in New Zealand who's been doing it forever. And I stick by that, A, because I'm very exclusive on who I read for because I don't just, and I, I know I'm pretty sure you're the same, Melissa, I'm not here to to play and be and create a show for people. I'm here to help them change their motherfucking lives yes. because I'm not going like I'm sick of being having codependent people going oh tell me another I just need to know more I need to know what color to do my house or should I stay with him or should I leave I'm like what do you want to do (laughs) I can tell you how to enhance this I can tell you this or this or this but I knew from the very beginning that I started this I can't just do readings because it's not I'm not a like uh what is it like a one bam ma'am thank you ma'am yeah I'm not a one size fits all I am the same I can't just offer one thing and you see like back in the beginning I wish you know I if I know what I if I knew what I knew whatever the saying is if I knew what I know now right I would have done things very differently very very differently and I was uh, and this is complete honesty. I was doing like 500 in-person readings a year. That's not including my Zoom or Skype. I think it was back in the day or my live shows. This was just in person. I literally one year had 10 days off, wow. 10 days off. That was all I had for that for that year. And I was completely burnt out. Mm -hmm. And for a few years, I felt like I don't want to do readings anymore. My clients, I could see their potential and I could be like, I want to support you. Like I really desire an intimate connection with my clients that for me, I really had to battle with my own ethics of, Mm. am I truly being of the highest service to my clients doing readings? And the answer to me was no, because I was only giving them the fish, 
rather than teaching them to fish, Mm -hmm. I was giving them the fish and I was actually robbing them of their full potential. Now, am I saying that I'm never going to do readings again? No. No, you're amazing. You never say no to anything. (laughs) Do I like getting readings? Fuck yes, right? But it's just the energy that we go into. And a lot of people go into it with, tell me everything. Like, I want to know. I want to know. Like, is this? And I'm like, you're giving your power away. You're Mm -hmm. completely giving your own power away. And so I was burnt out. I had a mental breakdown. I was going to do a New Zealand tour. I don't know if you remember that, but I was going to tour New Zealand, bring the spirit hugs and I, you know, all the things I was doing. And thank goodness, thank goodness I got pregnant with Sienna, which is my youngest. And I canceled everything because I was in bed Mm. with a mental breakdown. Like literally I could not get out of bed. I was just exhausted. I was at the point where I'd lost my own integrity. Mm. Well, you it's like when we were saying about before coming into what do I really, really want? And boundaries. Like you hop on the boundaries and hopping on that hamster wheel. Of, well, I've got this gift, so maybe I should use it. And I think that's what <laughs> And we- I need to serve as many people as I can yeah. because I need to save the world and and you know, and then clients would and ring me. That's when ego came, and it's happened to me as well, where ego comes in. So for me, um, people go, I want a reading, and I'm like, yes, this amount, and it's like a ridiculous amount, but how many zeros can you put on the end of actually giving a reading? Like, I see people have an hour and a half session, and like with my soul-guided reading, so it's definitely, it's not just a reading, it's like coaching in there as well, and their businesses completely transform. Like that, and I'm like, damn, I was saying that to Luke, um, my husband, I said, this person, this person, this person all had guided readings with me within the last two years and they've completely pivoted in their business. Now, I'm not saying that I did that, but because they were- facilitated the space and because of what you charged, they were able to fully receive all the activations, all the codings, all of the energetics needed to Mm -hmm. become that person. And I feel like this is where spiritual poverty really needs to be like, squished because we are not doing anybody a service by charging these ridiculously cheap prices <laughs> it does nobody any good right and this you is what i get needy doing. you get needy people now i've noticed this in the coaching as well is that the more people pay me because obviously we get we have different levels of intimacy and payments and stuff the more someone pays me the less they need me the less like the, the more they do and the less someone pays me, the more, and it's the same with the $20 readings, because I started off with $20 readings, and then people- <laughs> We've all done it. We've all oh, done it. We all do it. Can you tell Just me this? Pass you that. Can you tell me this? And you're like, you gave me 20 bucks or 50 bucks, or even when it went to 100 bucks, and I was like, and you want me to give you my soul? Like, and the thing is, that's what we do, is we sell our souls. And it's like, we're not here to sell our souls. We're here to hold the space for transformation and show other people how to do it. Like you said, teach people how to fish. <laughs> And that's why your program, I feel, is so amazing and such a beautiful sacred medicine in this world, because you are, you are teaching people how to fish. You are, well, not literally how to fish, but to to connect with their own consciousness, to connect Mm -hmm. with their own team of light, to use this as the greatest tool in creating the lives that, that we truly desire. And, you know, like, this is a, a thing that I... I've now learned, and it took me a while to learn this, was that I would have clients say, I can only come to you at this time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my family time. And I was so like in this loop of, I have to serve everybody. I've got to heal the world and blah, 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 that I would always compromise my family time or my own self-care time and all of that yeah. to serve them. And this is why I'm like, it's just, that's why I raised my prices. Ridiculous. It always felt so ridiculous when people would pay me what they did when I hiked my prices, because it was like, that's it. This is my boundary. This is what I'm doing. And, um, and I feel like someone like you is a true inspiration also for her clients of what gets to become the reality as well. Mm. And just because someone pays you does not mean that you have to 
like I'm I have one-to-one clients and stuff as do you I have mentoring clients yes it's different I'm like I'm not um I've learned not to be codependent on my coaches not that I have a one-to-one coach at the moment but I used to be very codependent on my first coach I'd be messaging her every day what undies should I wear type of thing because it was like not exactly that but it was like oh my god I'm so insecure with myself and she had to teach me how to be less codependent we all go through this and you know what I noticed as well is that when I was hairdressing for 20 years um and I only I finished that a few years ago now a couple of years ago is this why is, you always have amazing hair I, I I've had hair disasters in the last I'm not even going to talk about it, in the last month I've had hair disasters this is not a wig though but thank god I'm like damn you are such a fox <laughs> but it's so interesting because I had a breakdown so it's so funny how our um so similar so similar and what happened was this client said to me I just had my baby he was like a few weeks old so I always worked when I was this pregnant always worked when oh my god life was so fucking hard a few years ago it was so hard anyway Luke's now electrician I'm a hairdresser now we're not but um what happened was the client said I need to get my hair done and I said I can't do it I wanted a set of boundaries I said I'm not available for three days and I said what date time it was and I was like I need to be with my family and she said I will just have to go somewhere else I was so desperate for that $35 or whatever it was it may even be less probably less that I said don't worry about it I'll do it I can fit you in tonight or whatever it was and then I didn't leave the house because I had postnatal depression and obviously exhaustion with children that didn't sleep. I had two, two manifest generated children, didn't sleep. And then I went outside and I started hyperventilating and had a full on panic attack. And I just went, oh my God. And I so, I thanked spirit for that lesson because I was like, you know what? Or I thanked myself for that lesson because I was like, I can't, for someone's here, I just had a mental breakdown for 35 bucks. That doesn't even make sense. And the reason why I'm sharing that is it doesn't matter if you're a medium or a coach like us um, and we've got kids. So we have to do the, the juggling and balancing and stuff. It doesn't matter if you're a hairdresser. It doesn't matter if you uh, work at the supermarket. It doesn't matter if you're a stay-at-home mom. You know, If you do not know your boundaries or your worth, or your worth, yeah, like 35 bucks for a whole hour. I had to give up hairdressing mostly because my body was giving up. <laughs> I just thought, like, this is just like, what are we doing? Other people don't give a shit about you as much as you need to give a shit about you. Yeah. I think that's so potent. Whatever industry you're in, Mm. really start to look at yourself and go, what did I, what did it take to get here? right? What did it take for you to get to where you are now? All the training that you've done, or maybe you've done no training, whatever it might be, is what you are bringing in a true reflection of your worth. And don't be afraid to be that person that puts their prices up, no matter what industry you're in. Mm -hmm. You know, it was ridiculous for me to put a reading up to $300, for example, a few years ago, right? Because no one else was charging that unless you were Stu Nicholson or Calvin Cruikshank, you know, those people, right? I was just Melissa Mills and people would go, not paying Melissa Mills. Yeah, but no, but I'm just going to stop you there though, because... Calvin just is just Calvin. Sue is just Sue. Exactly. And, and you're just Melissa. And it was really funny because you and I have been on the same mastermind. And I was like, hey, Melissa, you're from New Zealand. You're like, yeah. And then you, you said something like, oh, my God, you're doing amazing. And I was like, you had no idea who I was, but I knew exactly <laughs> who you were. <laughs> but it's like, don't be afraid to set the standard, right? You can either shop at Kmart or you can shop at Gucci right? There are always going to be, I love Kmart, don't get me wrong, right? But it's like, there are clients that are, that are going to only ever shop here. And you have this incredible gift. You have this, this heart opening message inside of you. Every single one of us does, but you won't ever get to it. If you keep staying in a realm that the world keeps telling you to be in, it's like, shift it. Be the person that makes waves for other people, right? I feel I feel that I've opened the door for a lot of spiritual practitioners mm. to truly charge their worth, especially if they trained with me. I'm like, like, don't insult me, <laughs> like, like I said, right? And it's like you and I have done that. We've given people the opportunity 
to truly have the divine compensation, Mm -hmm. which they so rightly deserve. So, you know, like, and we've done that using our passion. Like I still to this day, can't believe people pay me for what I do. I'm like, I love what I do. That's the thing though. I do online readings and I'm like, I say to my husband afterwards, that is so fucking easy. Like it is so easy. And then this person came through, this person came through, this person came through, this person came through. And I'm like, I have to go rest afterwards because obviously I don't, I can't hold energy for too long, but it's like, it's so easy and life gets to be easy. And like you just said, like when you've got the, everyone's got this gift to give out to the world, but it's not about your head and what you think you're good at. And it's not about who you think you are. Because anyone who thinks this is who I am, you know, that is just a version of you. you. Who you are is more of a feeling of that, that feeling of joy and love that you expressed before. It's like, oh, yes, yes, I, yay, I'm in alignment. And because I'm feeling aligned and love, I'm a magnet. Exactly. And people like become a mag- When I'm off, I'm off, you know, and when I'm off, I'm, like, I'm out of alignment. I go to my head. I must do this. I must do that. must do that. And no one sees me because I'm a projector. So we're all so different, but the feeling of who you are is the feeling of joy within your heart of I am enough. Yeah. And that is, that is so beautiful. And remembering that we evolve, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, nine years ago, I was Melissa Mills psychic medium. Now I'm Melissa Mills women's empowerment mentor. It's like, it evolves, it evolves. And I want to give everybody permission that you get to change your trajectory, that you can be like you and I, I was a teacher, you were a hairdresser Mm -hmm. and we just shifted. Like (laughs) life might've happened for us to get there, but, and we've shifted. Like, and we probably don't offer what we did in the beginning as we do now, like it evolves and it should evolve. Like, you know, like if you're still doing the same thing 20 years later, it's like, it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's absolutely crazy. And we just, you, the, the thing is people try to hold on to their conditioning. I am Victoria Bond. I am a hairdresser. I am this, I am that, I am this. And it's like, and then people hold on to that as well. This is who you are. Then when they see you changing, they're like, oh, I don't know about this. So then they like, we get that tall poppy syndrome in New Zealand. Yeah, and Australia. In New Zealand, it's like, head off, like get down, get back into your space. And I'm like one of five. So it's very much like, this is your role. And then I, all of a sudden went, you know, fuck all the roles. I am me unapologetically. I would have never had a sleeve or a nose ring um, or like wore a hat. Even like two years ago, I was Victoria Bond, who was just a little old hairdresser who had some gifts that she kind of whispered around. Maybe it was three years ago, but it was like, we are here to evolve and we, this is obviously another conversation, but quantum leaping and timeline yeah. collapsing. And that's why you going from the $20 readings to the fuck it, I'm going to 300 and probably like within a certain amount of time, I went from 20 to 50 to like 250. That was really hard. Going yeah. <laughs> and then I would make sure I was on the phone with them for like two and a half hours. Yeah, and I would you would always go extra, you know? Yeah. My heart is an hour and a half. It's a thousand dollars or whatever it is at the moment. It might change next week. I don't know. Like, and that's the thing. We we're not here to compare. How how good are you? How am I good compared to her? So what should I charge with this? It's like bullshit. That's not real. What feels in alignment for you? My hardest jump, seriously, was going from eighty dollars an hour to a hundred and twenty-five. Mm-hmm. That was my hardest jump. It was like, oh my gosh! And then when I went from like one twenty-five to two fifty, I was like two fifty. And then when I went from that to like, I think I can't even remember, you know, maybe it was 350. It was like 350. But going from 80 to 125 oh. was like shitting my pants. Like, yeah. oh my God. And then I would have people say, but last week it was $80. Or I'm like, you go, yeah, now it's, <laughs> now it's yeah. yeah, it was, it was, yeah. But I am, um, I just want to say it's been a journey and an incredible mm-hmm. one. And I know you and I are going to, do phenomenal things individually and together and it's exciting and yeah thank you so much what an interesting conversation I hope everybody listening um, on whatever platform you're on right now has got a lot of value from this because as as coaches and mediums as well we want to really smash out this paradigm of what a coach is what a channel is 
um, and really get rid of the fear, like the fear of what that means, because you're not going to see the ooga booga, scary demon man, like if you unless you call it in, right? Like, <laughs> don't then... call it in. <laughs> don't call it in. Don't be like, oh, what spirits on the street? Let's do a Ouija board, because you will. Yeah, get no, thank you. Street. Yeah, <laughs> all part of boundaries. Yeah, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Um, so you guys can check us out on our platforms. So, um, my website is victoriabond.co.nz. Um, what is yours, Melissa? I am melissa-mills.com and the reason for that how uncanny is melissa-mills.com is a, a New Zealand photographer in Christchurch. Oh yeah so I, I find that really I- ironic that another Melissa Mills um also lives in New Zealand so yeah awesome um also the one thing I wanted to share for those people who are interested in doing magnificent mediumship Melissa and I have come up with a really actually it was Melissa's idea so I had to take her up on the invitation because I'm a projector and that is the way we do it I am giving away a pack of Melissa's oracle cards for anyone who joins magnificent mediumship Oh my God, Ken, um, we need to take a photo of that. So Melissa, so I need you to smile right now. So just bear with us. <laughs> so cheesy. <laughs> so cheesy. But you guys, okay, so basically, I'm just taking that right then before I forget. But basically, you know, I have been on the search for Oracle cards. So I did this last time at Magnificent Mediumship was open. It only happens a couple of times a year where we can do it live. And I just keep getting, I'm splenic authority. I just keep getting a no. And I'm like, that's weird. Cause it's starting like next week. Right. I'm like, that's weird. That's weird. And all of a sudden you're like, I've got these Oracle cards. I'm like, what? <laughs> Send me a photo. Oh my God. That's a thing. So they're going to be shipped to me, uh, hopefully next week or sometime in the next month. And we will be sending these out to all of those who join magnificent mediumship for this. So exciting. So, yeah, so yeah. I just want to just give them a little plug. So my shows, for those of you who are listening, uh, was always called Whispers from Above because, like I said, clear audience listening, right? Mm-hmm. And so I decided to create my own deck of Oracle mediumship cards. So they are just beautiful messages that your loved ones want to share with you. There's 52 of them. And my mum did the artwork. And I just want to talk about, this very quickly but the saying inside is mediumship is the beautiful co-creation of the two worlds united as one and my mom when she did this artwork it hadn't even like we hadn't collided yet and she drew this angel holding two worlds and it was like yeah that's definitely the the pack the box and of course the back so I just want to share as we close off just one message that the spirit world wants us <laughs> let me just shuffle but no this is what we're saying and this is the card here so they're very very easy to use you you can use them anytime anywhere they're mediumship so they're not like <laughs> sometimes you can get quite addicted to oracle cards like oh what is it oh no that's not the answer i wanted blah 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 but yeah. these are just beautiful and it says on earth is exactly where you need to be give yourself every opportunity to make life beautiful with the people around you oh the perfect message perfect message for this conversation because i reckon there's some people here that needed to hear these things about opening their gifts but also about their worthiness also about what they're here for because there's a lot of people wanting to spiritually die right now just to it sounds a bit crazy, but you can't. But and you, you can if you want to, you can choose to. But at the end of the day, we're here and we 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 can we can see joy and love in everything that we do because we're choosing to and because we own our own power. And that's not selfish. That is actually a contribution. It's a choice. It's actually also a, a daily choice, right? A moment to moment choice. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Don't get me wrong. I have my days where I'm like. Mm-hmm. And I battled with suicide for 20 years. So yeah, I know that realm very well. But what I would say is also our loved ones in the spirit world are truly here to remind us that we are pure, unconditional love, that we are infinite, that we are here to create, continue the legacy, right? We are the best choice to be millions of souls that want to be on earth right now. And guess what? You're here out of 
everybody in the cosmos, right? I don't know if my internet went funky, but you're here. You are the best choice for humanity right now. Mm. Just take a moment to feel into that. It's huge. And you chose this. You chose this. It takes some responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Earth is the perfect school, right? Earth is where you need to be right now. So enjoy it, beautiful people. Thank you, Thank Victoria. You. I love you. Here's to oh, love your you beautiful course that's going to just change so many people's lives. Mm. So proud of you. Oh, thank you so much. So much love. And I'm so happy that we finally got together. We're going to do it again, people. It's going to happen. We have to because it's inevitable. And <laughs> sending so much love to all of you guys. Um, please share this wherever you've heard this, whether you've heard this on my podcast, Melissa's podcast. Oh, yeah. So my podcast is uh, Release Your Blocks with Victoria Bond. And what is yours, just in case people are watching this on YouTube? So my podcast is Rise With Love beautiful love 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 and guess what you've even is that love on your on your arm right there it is you're all about love. People like, I wonder. yeah it's love <laughs> oh gorgeous thank you so much guys i hope and give us some feedback like reach out you know dm us or email us and tell us what you got from this what did you love about this because you know, we love people telling us what they got because then it gives us the fuel to keep going. It's the energetic exchange, okay? So, so much love to you guys. Thank you so much, Melissa, and we'll catch you later. Bye. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for joining the Release Your Blocks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear from you. So please leave a review and tell me what your favorite takeaway from today was. There is so much more from where this came from. You can also find me at Holistic Energy Shifting on Facebook, where you can find more content, more coaching, and more guidance. Have a grand and glorious day, and I'll see you next time.